Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. We are all about the archers. I'm Philippa. I'm Lauren. And I'm Quentin. We are here to talk to the fabulous, tremendous Susie Riddell, who plays Tracy Horobin. Susie, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. I'm delighted to be here. I'm going to hit you straight away with a really highbrow question. Okay, Susie. go on. Go on. So, were you delighted in what a love story? Tracy and Jazza became and did you see it developing beyond a sort of caravan fling? I was very delighted because I was a big fan of Jazza and I remember the first time I got back into the Archers quite a number of years ago now and I remember listening and thinking oh he's fantastic and I think it was a New Year's Eve or something he was singing and I was like oh this is great and then we didn't really have much to do with each other at all in my first massive chunk of, of me being there and then there was the Brad being sick storyline after buying homebrew from Jazza and then there was this enormous argument that Jazz and Tracy had, having never really spoken before. And as soon as I saw the argument, I was like, hmm, I think we're going to get together. There was that chemistry. And yeah, I think it's such a great partnership. They're both hilarious and lovely. No, I did think there was going to be something more because they were too, they're too good together. They were too good together. And I liked that it was kind of on off, on off because they're both so fiery as well that it yeah. could never be kind of smooth sailing. But they're just perfect, perfect together. So I'm very pleased and it's lovely working with Ryan. He's absolutely an incredible actor and just such a lovely, lovely man. So it, mm. it makes life very nice. And a great singer as well, isn't he? He's, oh, a, he's a good singer. He is beautiful. He's got such a beautiful yeah. voice. He often sings to us. On, we have a, a WhatsApp, Ambridge WhatsApp group, and we often get some little Ryan songs, which is just a delight. In fact, I will say off the bat, uh, the, the latest song we had was for Ian. Pepperell. And I do just want to say straight away how much we miss him and how different it's going to be. I'm going into studio on Sunday next week and it's going to be very sad and we'll miss him so much. And he was just such a wonderful actor and a wonderful man. And I don't quite know what we're going to do without him really. But yeah, so that's that's just to say big love to everybody who's who will be listening and who will miss Ian's voice um, as Roy and his skill and, and 
wondrousness as a, as a performer. The Archers is a family. We hear all the time about how it's a family for the cast. So it mm. must have been so much harder to, you know, because you're so close to get this news. And we did really mm. feel for his family, but also his Archers family as, as well. It is very much a family and a family that don't get together often enough. You kind of really, you, you'll miss each other because if you're not in the same episode, you, you don't see people. And we are all reeling and it's hard because you grow, it, it's years and years together. And and also, you know, that you won't be able to to play the scene with him again and how much fun that was because he was so, so good, so talented and so funny. And I loved scenes with uh, Tracy and Roy, absolutely loved it. And and, and we, we had some lovely text exchanges in the last year and he was he was so encouraging and generous as a person as and as an actor. But he said some really lovely things to me. And I know that he enjoyed working with me and everyone else. I mean, he'd he say he was missing playing Ernie to all the female Eric's, which I thought was yeah. really sweet. It's, it's typically yeah. modest. Yeah. But yeah. I love that he Aww. he loved work. Yeah, he just loved yeah. working. He loved the archers and he loved um, playing Roy. And we are, we are going to we miss him so much. And it's mm. just... I'm sure you did you see Jeremy how the editors tribute to him but I just since we're talking about Ian I was pretty struck by this passage in the tribute that Jeremy wrote about him he said thanks to Ian's brilliance he created in Roy a character who managed to face in two directions simultaneously in almost every scene he played mm. he captured Roy as both genial and anxious funny and sad easygoing and permanently stressed a man who could hold down with ease a top job, yet who always carried with him Hamlet's sense of failure. It all made a perfect sense because of Ian's uncanny and laser-guided ability to find humour in the emotional scenes and find pathos in the comedy that he always played so unerringly well. Yeah. And that clearly concurs with what you think as well. Yeah, that is when an actor is truly brilliant is when they can mm. do that. At the same time, he was he was phenomenal. And I wish I'd seen him on stage. I wish I'd seen him play Hamlet. Oh, and a Peter Pan. He was a, a brilliant Peter Pan. <laughs> and, and that was such a perfect role for him. And lovely, lovely, talented guy. And mm. it's just too, too mm. young. And But I'm so glad that we had him, you know. Mm. We're lucky to have had him. Yeah. yeah, we were. Thank you. Such a difficult time for you all. And we just send you, the cast, and family and friends of Ian, our thoughts and, and very best at this such a difficult time, but uh, really appreciate you joining us. This is our, our first cast interview of the new year. What do you think Tracy's New Year's resolutions would be? Susie? Oh goodness, I'm not sure she's I'm not sure she'd have any. No, she's certainly good, not going to be. Um, well, maybe to get maybe to get the the cricket team in shape, whip them into shape. I don't think she's not. I don't think she's the sort of person who'd be like, right, I'm going to get really fit and I'm going to give up booze and or any of that stuff. Yeah. But I think maybe, I mean, I, yeah, I'm fully behind her on the getting the cricket team. I think there's got to be some wins this year. There has to be something. Yeah, it's time for some the wins. The rise of average cricket club. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that would be a good one. Is there going to be a cricket team this year? Was there one this year? There was. Like, last year, there I was, But it wasn't was very Not highly much. featured. Not much. Which, which is probably to the relief no. of many listeners. Yeah. But I, frankly, <laughs> was unhappy with the lack of cricket. Yeah, there wasn't enough. For my liking, there wasn't enough of Kenton on the PA. I'm never yes. happier than when I hear Kenton on a PA system. Kenton doing anything, I'm just happy. I, I'm a big fan, yeah. big fan of Kenton. With you playing 
Tracy, how much of you is in Tracy and has that changed over time? I think it probably has changed over time. I think initially there wasn't much of me at all, really, other than my physical being and my vocal cords. Because I think initially she was so different to me, where she'd come from and her whole kind of attitude to life, because I'm kind of quite a rule I sort of stick to the rules, although maybe less (laughs) as I'm getting older, perhaps. But I really admired her kind of just like, right, this is how I see the world. And I'm going to tell you about it. And I think over time, she has she has mellowed. And she's certainly I think she's, you know, she's grown up as as we do. Mm. And things have happened to her that have meant that she's had to kind of grow up. And she's got these children who are nearly practically adults now. So that's very different to when we started. I mean, it's actually it's very different having children that speak to you as well, rather than these these characters that are you're just shouting yeah. at. I mean, I literally was just shouting. I just <laughs> shouted Brad and Chelsea all the time. So so <laughs> now that they're people and I can interact with them, that's shaped a bit as well. I think the char- I think the characters mm. do kind of are constantly shifting, and I do feel that is just how it is in real life as well, isn't it? With everything that happens mm. to us, we kind of yeah. and we also interact differently with different people as well. And I think that Tracy has that. She's different at home to to the bull, but she's always got that. She's 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 always herself, but just that different sides of herself. Hmm. But yeah, I think now, I mean, maybe there's more Tracy in me rather than the other way around. Oh, that's <laughs> think, a nice way to look yeah. at it. Oh, I think lovely. that's probably how it is. Yeah. Art imitating life, then, yeah. right? Talking of your fictional children, I love the dynamic. Well, between the three of you, actually, yeah. but particularly between you and Chelsea. And we had the lovely Madeline on here as a guest, and she was a delight, wonderful to interview. Yeah. And she mentioned the audition she had to get that part with you. Just tell us about the audition, because you just click. I mean, she's your daughter. It's amazing. I know. She's just wonderful, isn't she? She's she's so talented. And the way she's taken sort of Tracy's mm-hmm. accent and yeah. made it her own. Uh, yeah. Genius. Yeah. But the, the audition, I think there were six six young women came in. And I mean, I know what it's like. Uh, to audition it's terrifying and you just desperately want the part and and also it's the archers and it's you know it's a big thing mm-hmm. so I was extremely nice to everybody that came in I was really tried to kind of you know <laughs> make them feel at home and and cheer them along I think actually Becca who plays Beth auditioned as well for, for Chelsea but they were they were auditioning for the two characters at the same time yeah. um, and both of them were phenomenal as either character. I mean, Becca could have played Chelsea and Maddie could have played Beth, but I think they got it the right way around. And yeah, she was just great. She'd got the she got the voice and she got the attitude. I mean, I was <laughs> this awful moment a couple of weeks into working with her, maybe maybe less, but like our first or second session. This was still in the time when we weren't around the same mic as well. We were kind of separate. And I remember we were talking about hard-soled shoes or something. And I said, oh, you must remember to bring hard-soled shoes in because when we're walking, it makes a good, you know, a good sound on the floor. And then it's, uh, later in the conversation, it turned out she was, she was 30, 31. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I said, I'm so sorry. I mean, I, I just assumed because she looks so young. And she, and she plays, she's so playing young. a 17-year-old at the time that she was straight out of drama school, really probably didn't know much about, you know, audio. And I said, oh, Maddie, I'm so embarrassed. I'm so sorry. I was like, really patronising. And she, she, she didn't take it that way at all, thankfully, because she's lovely. But I was mortified because I thought I'd just patronised this grown woman. But yeah, so, so she's just brilliant. I mean, she, she's beautifully youthful appearance anyway, but she's just somehow nailed that kind of 
teenage. Yes. Yeah. That that attitude. Um, yeah. And Chelsea's, yeah. Yeah. Chelsea's just lovely. And also Taylor, who plays Brad. They're yeah. both amazing. Brad, yeah. And so just we just slotted together. I mean, I heard the interview with Jeremy yeah. and I remember vividly our mm. first, the first scene. And it was just like, oh, this just works. This absolutely is audio heaven. And with Jazz yeah. as well. And then, of course, the links with, you know, G- Chelsea and Jim. Yeah. And mm. the, the kind of the wider, the wider connections. It all fits mm. together. And Chelsea and Linda, you know, it just it just fits. When Jeremy was talking to us, he said exactly that because yeah. he didn't know much about the Horribans before he directed that scene with you. And he he'd, he said, "I directed it." I thought, "My God, we we've got gold dust here," <laughs> and that's why he wanted to develop Tracy, Brad, and Chelsea. And he's right. Yeah, I'm very pleased. Obviously, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> thanks very much. Thanks, Jeremy. I will thank you for the rest of my life. <laughs> what can I say? Please don't change jobs. No, yes. Susie, I have a I have a technical question for you because oh. this week we're recording Friday afternoon. And this week I've heard you mention waterlogged fields, the farmers' fields waterlogged with all the rain. Now, was that was that in the script as just the only option? Or did you record four different types of weather that might have cropped up and they edited it at the last minute? How did they get it so right? I think somehow the production team is omniscient. Because I'm not kidding, they predict stuff. I mean, they should be like, I don't know, charging people to, to, to tell their futures. Because there's been several occasions where I've gone, how, how have you managed to do this? Because there was the, 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 the Grey Gables cl- closing. And, you know, when Oliver yeah. calls them all into the, into the ballroom and says, right, we're shutting in two weeks. And it was exactly the same time that the stuff with P&O was happening. There was no way oh. they could have known that that was going to happen at the same time. And I, I was yeah. I was like, you guys are weird. How have you done this? <laughs> and of course, they've been planning that for ages. They're not just sort of come up with the yeah. idea. Mm-hmm. And it, that was very weird. And there have been other things as well. So I, I think they do look into weather. They, they probably have some guy at the... Me- I mean, when we do topical inserts, it would be really for something like the Queen passing away. They wouldn't do it for weather... And they they don't tend to we don't tend to do alternative lines. So yeah, um, I think it's just I don't know they've got some weird Nostradamus thing going on. Very clever because I had visions of Tracy and Emma recording. You know, oh gosh, we, you know we're worried about the fields being waterlogged. Oh gosh, we're worried about the the fields being covered in snow. Oh no. gosh, you know yeah. all these these scenes. Oh. No, no, there isn't Brilliant. time for all that. There isn't time. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Yeah, they are. I think they're sort of psychic abilities. I've got a question about if you were yourself as Susie visiting Ambridge. So if you were visiting there as a tourist, mm. where do you think you would absolutely have to visit? And what do you think you would absolutely give a miss? <laughs> I'd want to go up Lakey Hill. Is that is that a euphemism, Susie? I'm not saying. So I, I definitely want to go to the ball. You have to go to the ball. Yes. And I'd probably want to pop into the tea room. Tell them. <laughs> what was he thinking? I honestly, I listen, go, Tom, what are you on? What? I jog listening to the archers. That's mostly how I listen to it. And I do sort of go along kind of holding my head in my mouth or laughing out loud <laughs> or crying or shouting, yeah. oh, Justin. And people look at me like, what's she doing? You're not alone. You're not alone. I, know, I should know better. Yeah, I'd like to see the physical places, like the tea rooms. I'd like to go in there, like a tour of kind of, I don't know, Granada Studios or something, isn't it? It'd be like that. Would it be great if you could visit Ambridge? <laughs> 
love to do it. Wouldn't oh, it? We should do it. We should set up a theme park. Yeah, the ball, the tea room. I mean, I'd probably want to see the main farms. I'd probably give Rex's narrow boat a miss. How about the um, cricket oh, pavilion? Well, yes. Oh, yes, I yeah. might take a little lock. <laughs> Little, you know, with J and T written on it and put that there. Yeah, I'd have a jog around the cricket pitch. That would be fun. And the church. I want to see the church. I don't know. If, I mean, I'm sure Tracy has been to the church, but I've never done a scene in the church. So if anyone's listening, I'd like to have a scene mm. in the church with Alan, please. <laughs> Not telling jokes. Oh, gosh, I'd love it. I'd love to live there. I would love, love to it. live there in real life. Mm. But sadly, just in my imagination. You've mentioned Grey Gables, but obviously Tracy's now in the bull. Do you enjoy playing Tracy working at the Bull more than at Grey Gables? I like them the same, really. It's like having a whole new little gang. So it's kind of like, I don't know, one's one's university and one's drama school for me. Like kind of you've got, it's still, it's really fun, but you've got a different little gang. I mean, I adore working with um, Richard and Buffy who play Jolene and Kenton. I just, I get very, very giddy when I'm with them because they're so <laughs> funny and brilliant and I just marvel at watching them and it's always fun. And I like and I've got a real idea of what the bull the bull looks like. I do miss I miss Grey Gables and I was absolutely gutted when I lost my job there and it closed down. I mean I was genuinely like I was moping around for ages and, and I couldn't work out why I was so miserable in my normal Susie life. And I suddenly realised it's because I'm working at Great Gables oh. anymore. And, and, I, and then I went to see a psychiatrist. But <laughs> but I miss I miss the days at reception with Linda, and and Roy yeah. and I and Oliver. And Oliver. You know, and, and Oliver. I yeah. miss hearing yeah, yeah. Ian shouting yeah. from the kitchen. And yeah, it was really really fun working at Grey Gables. I'm still sad. And I was kind of yeah. I I don't know if if she'll ever go back there I and mean, I was like oh then so no it's a bull mm. okay great but you know at least it's at least it's Buffy and yeah. Kenton Jolene and Kenton I, I do like working there and Emma as well <laughs> Emma's there and Jolene yes. Jolene <laughs> L- Lillian is there as well I love the way she says Jolene <laughs> Jolene um, so yeah so it's all good what I loved about Grey Gables is the vastness of it so and, and you can imagine you have to go to a different wing to go to the kitchen and there's mm. and there's the spa and I really liked that and I I'd love to work in a hotel I think yeah and it was the, the teamwork and the, and the camaraderie and the drama of the explosion was so exciting to do mm. so yeah but the bull is just such a but, Ambridge institution that it's a real honor to to work there did you think that bedroom farce in grey gables was plausible really <laughs> the stationary salesman or something. I think Jazza particularly can get a bit carried away with things. I think yeah. Tracy was, she wasn't really having it, was she? But it didn't take much to persuade well, you know, did it? Jazza, Jazza lifted his kilt up yeah. then. What can you say? There's not much a girl can do. I think it is plausible <laughs> if in a moment of kind of passionate madness, you know, yes. come on, if you're standing there with Jazza in front of you offering, I think you'd, you'd all say yes. <laughs> I think you would. <laughs> okay. I'll take your word for it, Susie. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. 
That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're walking on and you're about to record, do you do anything to get into the part of Tracy? Do you have a word with yourself or is Tracy just there. I think for me, the read through is absolutely essential in the green room just before. I think that's when I can kind of get into get back into her because sometimes it feels like I haven't played her for ages. I'll have done some episodes in, you know, last block, but they could be at the start of the block and then you're at the end of the next block. So it feels like forever. And I need to get back into her voice. And and that's where the, the read through is essential. I don't I don't sort of have an I don't kind of kind of go Right now, yeah. I am. <laughs> um, I, I just, I, I mean, I have some shoes that I wear when I'm when I have to be on hard soles, that, and they kind of help because they they kind of give me that clicky kind of confident feeling that I think Tracy doesn't always have, but especially if she's working at the ball, I like to put those on. But no, yeah, it's the read through, and I think now as I've been playing her for so long, it is kind of a natural. When I'm in that studio, that's where Tracy lives for me that and that is Ambridge and yeah it's a really natural thing and I love that I love that it's not I don't have to sit there kind of going how would she react because it just comes naturally and obviously the script writers know how to write for Tracy now and and that's what's so lovely about playing a character for so long and, and that I, just, I think the script writers must love that as well that they know these characters so well that they can just kind of become them when they're writing and the directors help as well you know you, you play something one way and then they'll ask you to to try it a different way and we always do pretty much nearly at least two takes of of everything just to get a different sort of angle on something so yeah she's just kind of she's there now I just I love her Jeremy please I love her (laughs) and is it Maddie who reminds you to bring your hard sold shoes with you (laughs) yeah she should do I'll wait for that they live in the studio there's a little cupboard tiny little cupboard with shoes in um, and Lillian's Clippy Cloppies live in there and David's got some shoes in there. And I think there's just some spares for anyone who forgets who's still in their flip-flops when they come in. To Fantastic. Some people may know this, some people may not. But it's fair to say that Tracy isn't the first character that you have played in The Archers. You played the role of Kate for, was it five years that you did that? Yeah, 89 to 94. I mean, I can't really remember fully because <laughs> it was so long ago. I was so young. I think the first episode I had was actually her 12th birthday and I had to go into the the ball and my very, yeah, so actually I've sort of come full circle. I'm back in the ball. But my first line was in the ball and I said, I'll have a lager and lime, please. I'll have a lager and lime. I was very adenoidal. So I was like, I'll have a lager and lime, please. And and I was shocked. I mean, I was like, because I was such a swat, appalled that this away but it's a great story great storylines and and it's really interesting because I look back at that and you know when you're in something as in and doing anything and as a child I think at that time it was radio so it's very different it's because there's not the lights and the cameras and the hundreds of people you just kind of turn up and did it and then went back to school and I didn't I didn't really know anything about the archers I was very new to acting at all but when I look back I go my god what an amazing training I had and mm. and to think that I now predominantly work in 
in voice work. That's really thanks to the archers from from such a young age and the training that I had completely unconsciously. You know, it was I didn't know I was in the presence of greatness when I'm working with you know, Paddy, Paddy Green and June, Arnold Peters, you know, these amazing actors. And of course, Charles Collingwood and Angie. But their skill, I will have somehow kind of absorbed that, I think. So I'm really grateful for that time. I feel really first so fond of The Archers because I feel like it has been part of my life for such a long time, even though there was a big gap when I wasn't in it. It's really been with me since I was 11, 11 years old, which is crazy, isn't it? I mean, I know actually, there's plenty of other people in the archers who could say the same. But yes, it was it was part of my actual growing up. So I I grew up with it, and it's it's informed me ever since. I think so. Big thanks to the archers. We come to the questions All right. from our Facebook group. Susie, are you ready? Are you I'm ready? ready. For these? Shall I answer them as Tracy or Susie? Love that boy. <laughs> Both, if you like. We'll see. We'll see what happens. <laughs> Those directions, Tracy. I'll try and answer them as Tracy. Angie would like to ask you, Susie, if she could make another character's dream come true, what would it be and why? And Angie says mine would be to give Oliver 10 minutes with Caroline, as theirs was probably the best love story oh. the scriptwriters ever oh, came so up sweet. with. That's so sweet. 10 minutes would be so... That would be harsh, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah. I'd have to give them 10 years. <laughs> give them an hour. <laughs> yeah, an hour. An hour in rooms. An omnibus. Water. I think I'd give Chelsea her own hairdressing salon. That's lovely. Yeah. yeah. I think that would be a good, okay. good thing to have in the village. And uh, yeah, I'd like to help her out. And not of the cards. I could see that happening at some I point. I hope so. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. They got, they, they, got to, they got to keep Chelsea oh, yeah. and Ambridge, haven't yeah. they? Yeah. Somehow. Question from Jane. And this is a crucial okay. one as far as I'm concerned. And it is I would like to ask Susie what her favourite biscuit is. And is Tracy's favourite the same? Jane, this is so funny because I was actually eating a biscuit the other day and it made me think of the Archers. I was eating a Garibaldi. <laughs> I bought some Garibaldi's, probably... I love a Garibaldi. Oh, I love a Garibaldi. Probably influenced by the archers because I know she did buy some. I think she bought some when she wanted Oliver to come around for a conversation. She got some Garibaldi's. I remember people on Twitter going, why would she get Garibaldi's? And I was like, oh, I love a Garibaldi. And they remind yeah. me of being a kid because I think we had Garibaldi's a lot. I mean, biscuit choices were a lot more minimal in the 90s, 80s, weren't they? It was like Garibaldi's, rich tea, yeah. chocolate digestive if you were a bit fancy and a custard cream and a bourbon. It's like the classics. And now you're getting chocolate hobnobs or whatever. <laughs> I love Garibaldi's and I had a Garibaldi, in fact, I probably had about five. And I did think of the archers and I also thought about being a child. So I was like, I, I love Garibaldi. So I'm going to go Garibaldi and I'm going to say, yeah, they are. <laughs> I think Tracy would like so, a Gary Baldo. So yeah. maybe Susie yeah. and Tracy are closer together than I thought. That's so funny that you've asked me that question after this whole scenario was going in my head yesterday. No, brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. See what? There's something Go about the premonition thing going on. Anyway. Oh, my goodness. There are lots more Facebook questions asked. And if you want to hear those questions and see Susie's replies, you can go onto YouTube and it'll be part of the extended episode there. As you might know, each time we interview a cast member, we ask them a question to ask the person coming on next and the last person we interviewed was trevor eddie grundy oh. his question for you susie was where do you think the dreaded clive horobin is i think he's in prison isn't he has he escaped is he still has there he, is it... he was put in prison in 2012 i mean it's quite a long time ago isn't it and it was it was for something quite bad i think he must still be in prison but no one's no one's actually 
mentioned him for quite some time. He, Susie, he, he's 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 in he's in that shoe cupboard. That is <laughs> where he is. He's all in the tiny door that we use to for sound effects. Tiny little door. Uh, he's in there. Before we go, we must mention your podcast. Just tell everyone about the podcast. Right, it's limited time only. It's on all the major podcast apps, just like all about the Archers. And it's me and a friend I've known since I was eleven, Esther Stanford. It's a pick me up in podcast form. That's what we call it. We <laughs> chat about pretty much anything and everything, often with a kind of well-being theme. And so we have a chat. We have comedy sketches in the show as well. My daughter does a lot of voiceovers for us, which is lots of fun. She's nine and brilliant. And then we interview people and it's interesting. We just say interesting people. So we've had Chesney Hawks in this series. We've just interviewed Steve Lamack. So he's on the show and on the podcast, which is coming out next week. We've had social media experts. We've interviewed Paul Reddy, who plays Kevin in Motherland and lots of other things. And we've interviewed Gregory Piper, who is an actor in Line of Duty. And we also interview sort of life coaches. We've got a cheese expert lined up to come on the show. So it's kind of quite eclectic, but lots of fun. Everything is done in a lighthearted way. But we do talk about some quite serious things as well from sort of our perspective. So it's it's lovely. It's a, it's a fun listen and the comedy sketches are great fun to write and to perform and they're all d- different different topics every week. Um yeah, we've got some great guests and it'd be lovely to have some more some more listeners. And we're on Instagram at limited time only podcast, I think it's actually full title. And we're on Twitter or X whatever you call it at limited time pod. Yeah. Hop on, hop on and listen to us. And we do probably mention the Archers at least once in every episode. But thank you. Thank you for mentioning well, it. Well, we will put a link to your podcast in the show notes. So anyone listening, go on the show notes and there'll be a link there for them to go straight thank to your you. podcast. It, I love doing it. So thank you. Susie, it's just been an absolute delight to talk to you mm. and hear more about you and about Tracy and just the the wonderfulness that is Ambridge. Oh, Susie yeah. Riddell, thank you so very much. Thank you. It's been lovely. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Thank thank you so much, much. And I should just say, we'll be back as normal for a midweek roundup of what's happened in the Archers so far. So from all of us, bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye, everyone. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.